Episode 69, Going Ghost. How to unruin a player. For context, I was just talking to my buddy Mikhail. Um, the guy I do the level one podcast with. If, ever, if anyone hasn't been on that, check it out. Shameless plug. But uh, I was just talking to him. I shared a podcast with him invest like the best with Daryl Morey who's currently the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers I've written on Sam Hinkie a ton they've worked together for reference you might remember that name so we got into like a little bit of an analytics talk because Daryl's big into that and then as we were exchanging audio messages I had this idea, and I was actually talking about it a couple days ago um, with my dad when I was home for a wedding, and Jack Han has this article that he wrote in 2021. I'll post it in the show notes, too. It's called How to Ruin a Player, and the three players that he talked about, again, two years ago at this time, but... The timeless lesson is inside of a two-year-old article when you break it down. Um, He talks about this player development matrix in terms of frequency and success rate like Belfry talks about. And... How to ruin a player comes down to, one, how you look at player development. But I think when, like, the media has written off, at least at the time they wrote off all three as, like, busts or guys that weren't working out. And as I'm going to highlight in this, The thing to keep in mind, and here are the three players before I get ahead of myself. So, the three guys that he cites in his article about teams that have ruined players. In 2021, Rasmus Dahlin was on his list, Shane Gostaspair, and Patrick Laine. So, when the media... And, like, the programming that you're getting is these guys washed out, these guys are bust, these guys aren't working, whatever. I want you to take a step back and look at who the head coaches were at the time that this article was written. And then going forward, you'll be able to use this mind frame to analyze whether it's players that you're thinking about bringing in and you're looking at their stats from a year or two years ago and they're passing the eye test at a showcase, but their stats don't really make sense. The question I want you to ask is who is their coach? Who is their coach? Rasmus Dahlin in 2021 when people were ripping him 
His head coach was Ralph Kruger. Shane Gosselsbear in 2021, when he was shitting the bed and guys were, the media was telling you that he's washed out and he's a bust and whatever. And then he was like two years and done. He was playing. Four. Let me make sure I don't butcher this. Elaine Vigneault. And when he was playing well and lighting it up and everyone thought he was the greatest draft pick of all time, he was being coached by Dave Haxtell. So the dip in performance might not necessarily be Shane Gostas Bear stopped working out. It might not be Shane Gostas Bear stopped giving a fuck. Like John Tortorella, who's our next example, is Patrick Laine. And a coach like Elaine Vigneault can completely cuck a player out of performing. And then Patrick Lyonet, like I said, was on, he was the third guy. And he was coached by Torts at the time. So, what I want you to watch, two guys on this list, and like the third one's already proving it under Don Granado. Rasmus Dahlin. Is not a bust. Rasmus Dalin is now playing for a coach that allows him to play free and gives a shit about player development and is competent at doing things like that. So Dalin's probably not on his list of players that are ruined right now. He's become unruined, which is not a word, but it's making my point. Shane Gostaspare, watch him in Detroit this year. I guarantee he's going to be unruined. Patrick Laine. Now he doesn't have to play for Babcock, so that helps. We'll see how he does with Pascal Vincent. But early in the preseason, seeing clips of him playing with Fantilli. I think he's going to be all right, and I think he's going to be unruined. And then I have a fourth example. Paul Carrillo was my favorite player growing up, and if you elite prospects him when he started playing with the Ducks, 110 points, 108 points, 120 points, 100 points, 100 points. And then this guy named Mike Babcock showed up, and Paul's points dropped off a cliff. And not to, like, 60. Like, he was still point-a-game, just under a point-a-game guy. But it wasn't 100, 108 numbers that, like, really jump off the page. So if you're recruiting a player and you like him and he's at a showcase and he's not getting coached because the coaches are just sipping coffee at the showcase behind the bench in the summer because it's July and that's what they should be doing. And all of a sudden you really like a kid. But then, like, this is the crutch and this is what we get in our heads about. 
And you go on Elite Prospects, you look him up. Comparatively, let's say he's a high school player, doesn't have numbers that jump off the page. And you're like, oh, maybe I don't like him as much as I thought. And you're going to let, without asking the question, who is his coach? And you might not know the guy, but you can probably find out. You might be able to ask the player what it was like playing for him. You might be able to ask the player how he felt playing for him. And if he's not using the words comfortable, relaxed, it was a lot of fun. Um, then he's probably telling you something without telling you something explicitly. But I really want you to focus on this, whether you're recruiting players and, again, they're passing the eye test, but you look up their stats and you're thoroughly unimpressed. Or you're seeing that with some guys in the NHL where just observe the phenomenon. Media calls you a bust. Media says after two really good years, you're taking a shit and you're going to wash out of the league. And then just do a quick Google search. Who was Shane Gostas Bear playing for when he was playing really well? Oh, Dave Haxtall, that makes sense. Who was Shane Gostas Bear playing for when he was playing at his worst? Oh, Elaine Vigneault. Now that starts to make sense. And I think often we're like putting way too much on the player and like blaming him and maybe questioning his dedication to being able to keep himself in shape or his off-season habits or whatever. But I think more often than not, it's the coach that's behind the bench that's self-limiting or self-expanding the player. Like, Daryl Morey obviously talked about in the podcast, like, And I think basketball is a little bit more predictable in this way. But guys that put up 30 on average a game are going to put up 30 on average a game pretty much their whole career. Um, Unless they go somewhere where the system is just whatever, very defensive, or all of a sudden they don't have players around them. But for the same but different reasons in our game, you can have a player that you can just bucket him in two groups. Is he playing for a good coach or is he playing for a, quote, bad coach? And if he's playing for a good coach, he's going to give you the NBA equivalent of 30 a night, whether that's a point a game, whether that's two points a game, whether it's a half a point a game. the numbers are going to look pretty consistent. And all of a sudden, if those dip, ask yourself what happened. Ask yourself what changed. And often it's not the player deciding to just, like, stop giving a fuck about his preparation. Oftentimes it's a coaching change. So, something to think about. Drop me a comment if it resonates, if you disagree, if you agree, if whatever. If you just want to hop in the conversation, jump in the comments, jump in the Discord community. If you don't have keys to it, let me know and I can get you some. But if you're listening to this podcast, 
we have a Discord community, and we're sharing stuff that doesn't get shared on my Twitter, doesn't get shared on my newsletter. We're having deeper conversations about the things that do get shared on the newsletter, articles, videos, podcasts, what have you. Trying to create a mastermind group where six heads, eight heads, 12 heads as it grows are going to be better than one. And giving different opinions might help people to have an insight, take their thinking to a different level, take their thinking in a different direction. I think the power of communication is huge and can unlock massive, massive advantages if we're willing to lean into it. So... I've created that Discord so we can talk to each other further, deeper, fewer, deeper relationships. So if you want to get in there and you're not, let me know. I'll send you a link. See you on 70.